Welcome you to the sports kingdom. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Pachulki. What's up, TP? How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. The Kings in L.A. Yeah. Uh, yeah. L.A. Braun. L.A. Braun is truly, truly reality. And it's 105 degrees <laughs> out, so that's always great. Yeah, it is hot in the valley today and only getting hotter. But anyway, before we start, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Be sure to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK Show. Check us out on Anchor as well, anchor.fm slash TSK Show or just download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. Tyler, it's all, it's all for NBA free agency talk this week. It's it's the TSK Show NBA free agency special. Uh, there is so much to get into. Uh, I have a complete list of all 52 signings so far. A lot of, lots changed since the draft to now. Yeah. It's, teams, teams are forming. The dominoes have started to fall. Yeah. Uh, Tyler and I obviously have to share our thoughts on the Lakers and what they've done so far during this free agency period. And then to close the show, Tyler and I have three questions each as we'll go back and forth in a two-minute drill. And, I mean, let's just jump right into it. Um, First, I guess we'll talk about uh, the Houston Rockets, what they've done so far. Uh, Chris Paul signed a max extension. Uh, four years, $160 million. Gerald Green, one-year deal, $2.4 million. Yeah, and then... Good for Gerald Green. Yeah, he's getting paid. And, well, and I think that's where he's from, too. Yeah, he's I from think, Houston. I think he's trying to end it there. Yeah. And then what I'm most curious to hear your opinion about is Houston signing Michael Carter-Williams to a one-year vet minimum deal. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably like... I don't think he's... That's kind of just uh, uh, all... It's it's all on Michael Carter Williams to kind of play his way into a yeah. job again. I think He's coming off like, of injury. Yeah, I, I think this is you know kind of Houston saying you know we could use a veteran guard. We don't necessarily need you. There's not going to be really any pressure there. Um, but if he turns out he can still play a veteran guy with all these studs, it'll it'll work out well for Houston. And see if he's got anything left in the tank. Yeah, I mean realistically, what I what I immediately thought when I saw the signing was that he's Trevor Ariza's replacement. Yeah, but they play like diff- you know, like Trevor Reza was their stopper on D. Yeah, but it, I'm he's long and athletic, and I think they're hoping yeah. that they can turn him into something. Yeah, not play point. Play yeah, off the ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was thinking he's they're trying to be is John Livingston. You know, like that he, could if, that could work too. Yeah, if he could progress into where he could play like Sean Livingston's minutes, because you know I think everything is ultimately leading leading up to playing the. The Warriors, right? The, yeah. The Houston owner is obsessed with beating the Warriors. I think he's going to try and, you know, try to get the best matchups he can right across the roster. You know, he's going to try yeah. and match up every single guy Golden State's got. And uh, so that's where I kind of see Michael Carter-Williams coming into play. 
he could he could play he could play good minutes against Livingston and not give up any length. Yeah. Um, all right. But uh, no, they need to. I mean, losing Trevor is a big deal, I think, for Houston. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That. It'll be interesting to see what their starting lineup looks like. Pro- I would probably say PJ Tucker, and then you know try to find a new four. Yeah. But I don't know if they're going to start Ryan Anderson again. Or no, I don't think. I think yeah, they're going to try and get rid of him. Yeah. I mean, that I agree. Um, well, speaking speaking of Trevor Ariza, let's just talk about where he went uh he went to phoenix on a one-year 15 million dollar deal he finally gets his payday even though it's only one uh one year yeah no the uh i like the moves phoenix has been able to make trevor reese is a great pickup for them yeah i mean he's gonna he's gonna be a solid a solid starter for them yeah and he's and he's been around uh a laker culture where winning is the mentality and phoenix is in win now mode yeah exactly hopefully bring a Bring along jo- uh, Josh Jackson and Marquise Chris. Yeah, he's a good you locker know, room guy. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be big time for their development because they play similar positions. And yeah, the only thing uh, Phoenix, I'm not really sure is is where how they're gonna address losing all the point guards that they've lost. Yeah, uh, just losing uh, Tyler Ulis and uh, who's the, who's the other point guard? Alfred Payton. Uh, yeah, lost both of those guys. So you know, outside of uh, who's their who's their point guard right now? I don't even know. They have Brandon Knight, I think. And yeah. Yeah, Devin Booker and no one else. That's weird. We'll see. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe Isaiah Thomas. Oh, reunion? A reunion, yeah. I doubt we'll it. S- well, there's talks he might go to Orlando. That's where I've kind of thought he would go, just because that's where he can get the most buckets. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Now, the Denver Nuggets, uh, they obviously, like we talked about previously on the show, yeah, they uh, did what they had to do. They, exactly. They like their team, and I like what – I like it when teams are doing this kind of stuff, you know, just rolling with the guys that they got and progressing their team. Yeah, so Nikola Jokic opted out but then signed a max extension yeah. with them. Yeah. Um, so he's returning to the Nuggets, and then they also were able to secure Will Barton yep. to a four-year deal. Yep. Uh, and that, I think, is huge for them because he was probably one of the more – Probably second tier, but one of the more sought after second tier free agents, I would say. Yeah, he got he got paid. He got overpaid. He's gonna be one he, of the he's gonna be one of these contracts where people are like, We gotta get this off. Four the years, fifty four mil. Yeah, you gotta yeah. See, that's way that's he's he's gonna be he's one of those contracts. I mean, you see him all the time. Uh, if you play two K, you know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Even if you don't, you know the bad the the Luau Dang contracts, the the Ryan, the Chandler Parsons, Jordan Clarkson, four years, forty four well, million dollars. Well, it reminds me of like yeah, and the Tyler Johnson, yep. Dwight Powell. You know, th- this is not a good contract for Denver, but they had to pay him, and they want to stay with their guys, so I understand them doing this. Yeah, but yeah, two two three years from now, this is not gonna. Just because they got Gary Harris, you know, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. is coming in. They have plenty of perimeter players. Yeah. No, I mean, they're, they're sticking to their guns, and they're rolling with who they got. So it'll be interesting to see where Denver ends up this year. You heard it here, Scar. You know what I said. It's going to be one of those contracts where we got to get this shit <laughs> off the books. <laughs> um, to also talk about something else that we've talked about previously. Oh, yeah. Uh, DeAndre Jordan going to Dallas. 
That's so weird. It's so weird. He got the same amount of money the Clippers were going to give him. He just really wanted out of out. He was just done with the Clippers, he, I think. And he went to the team where he, like, signed and then went back on signing. He's from him. there, though. It's, it's just, like he came home. It's just so funny that that that, uh, that relationship's working out. That's, that's hilarious. But, yeah, I mean, DeAndre has taken Dallas into a playoff team now, I think. I think with the progression of Dennis Smith Jr., um, Harrison Barnes is a solid player. And Dirk's you know, coming back. Dirk, yeah, which on the court, that's not that's kind of you know take it or leave it. But Deion, the, he's I'm, gonna he's gonna pass Kobe for longest tenured player with one team. They're uh, they're gonna be one of the better defensive teams probably with someone like Harrison Barnes, DeAndre Jordan out there. Yeah, be good. And I mean Dennis Smith Jr. and DeAndre on the pick and roll. That's gonna be oh, that's gonna be great. That's gonna be Chris that's, Paul DeAndre esque. Yeah, yeah, no, that's gonna be good. Emphasis well, on the esque. Well, uh, um, Dennis Smith Jr. is a way better finisher. I mean, f- like physically, obviously yes. Chris Paul can get buckets in the paint, but as far as like a finisher, people people are gonna be wary of of Dennis Smith dunking on him, and oh, DeAndre yeah. is gonna have some some nice ones. Oh yeah. Um, all right, I gotta toot my own horn. For a little bit, yeah. This was a good. This was a great call. <laughs> I called it here. I'll pull. I'll pull up the tweet. It was where is it? Uh, there we go. All right, six twenty six to uh, June twenty sixth, twenty eighteen at five thirty nine p.m. This was in the middle of the recording of last week's episode. I'm pretty sure, and. It was right after Marcin Gortat got traded to the Clippers for Austin Rivers. I said, and it was probably two days after uh, the Brooklyn Nets had traded for Dwight Howard from the Charlotte Hornets and said that they were going to buy him out when it was possible when the new league calendar started or whatever. I said that Dwight Howard was going to end up with the Washington Wizards. And lo and behold, yesterday it was announced, or two days ago it was announced that Dwight Howard was signing a one-year mid-level exception. Such a great move with the Wizards. Yeah, it's such a great move. I hope Dwight's able to get some traction there and stay with those guys. Yeah, I mean, because he played well, it's too bad. I think he was ready to stay in Charlotte, you know, and trying to get some momentum going with one team. But well, apparently it, there was locker room issues in Charlotte with him. Oh, there's always locker room issues with Dwight. <laughs> but I mean, hey, I mean, Washington's going to try and make a big three out of. Bradley Veal and John Wall and no, they're gonna Dwight Howard, yeah. yeah, they're good. They're they were right there last year. That you know, with John Wall being out, that what, really hurt them. Yeah, that 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 was their season last year. Bradley Beal had a career year, so they're gonna be ready to roll. What do you think about the Wizards also signing Jeff Green to a one-year, two point four million dollar no, deal? D- DC's had a great offseason. That's a that's a great combination. I, I I like what they've done. Jeff Green's gonna be a solid player for them off the bench. Yeah. Because now at this point, you know they're trying. They're kind of on pace with. They were always with Toronto as mm-hmm. like guys that were pushing in the East. I think Boston and Philly kind of have a clear advantage. Oh, for as sure. Far as the future, but you know it, the throne is open, and, and DC feels like they're right there with anybody. So Jeff Green's only going to add to their depth, and uh, they're going to be a, a scary team to play. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think Washington is going to have a much uh, a much better year this year than last for sure especially yeah, yeah, especially just, if just having, yeah just getting john wall back is gonna be it's he's their whole team yeah and then what do you what do you think about tyreek evans going to indiana on a one-year deal love it love love the pacers i love what they've done that getting aaron holiday in the draft yep um they got tyreek 
in the in the free agency. I think they've killed it. Yeah, I mean, I mean a backcourt of Tyreek and Oladipo. Well, I think they'll play a lot together as like with the point guard. You know, I think they'll play the one. You think they're gonna? They're gonna? You think they're gonna do a three guard? Well, I I don't I don't think uh, I don't think Tyreek's gonna start. Oh, okay. Yeah, he had a good year this year though. He played really well. Um, but I don't think he's gonna start. I think they end up start. They'll probably roll with Bogdanovich again. Oh and yeah, then, maybe. And then like in late game scenarios when small balls go, and I think Tyreek's gonna play a lot of three. I but, could see that for sure. Yeah, I don't think he'll play a lot of two just because of their team, but you never know. Yeah. Indiana's another team that's the East is gonna be fun. Oh, for sure. And then all right, Philly. They re signed JJ Reddick to a one year deal, twelve point five million dollars. Yeah, they're a good match. Uh Amir Johnson is back with the seventy sixers as well. One year two point four million dollars. That's a great pickup because you know, still you never know when when uh MB's not gonna be able to play. Yeah, and then um uh Bejlinka or however you say Bielinka? that yeah Belinka whatever uh one year 4.4 4 million dollars yeah uh, that's kind of a yeah I, that's a nothing to me and then the move that I'm really intrigued about with the 76ers was them trading for Wilson Chandler yeah great that that's awesome I love Wilson Chandler I, w- I wish that he was going to be a plug-in starter but I mean Robert Covington's obviously going to start but again they're another team that's going to be I think now these teams are just trying to add depth to try and really make a playoff run to get into the finals now that LeBron's gone. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, I, and, I mean, they're back now. You know, their bench is looking as solid as, as anyone's now. Yeah, and, I mean, I really think that uh, at this point in time, it's really Boston or Philadelphia's conference. Yeah, no, they're, they're the two. The it's, it's all in them. You know, they can only mess it up, I think. Yeah. All right. I got to talk about a sour subject. Um, and that's Julius Randle. Yeah, New Orleans. Yeah. New Orleans is another team. I like what they've done. You know, I keep saying that I like it, but because, I mean, these moves make sense. Uh, New Orleans adding Alfred Payton and uh, and Julius Randle, they played so well with these two big guys. Julius Randle with Miritic and A. Davis, that's a, that's a solid front line. Yeah. I mean, it's it hurts the most really because – the Lakers offered him the same amount of money per year, just a shorter deal. They offered him one year, $9 million because they didn't want to commit to him after next year. And, uh, his team didn't like that. So I think signing a two year, which is actually a one plus one. So there's a player option. Yeah. I think he did what he had to do. But what's also interesting is his agent is the same agent for Paul George and D'Angelo Russell, this guy does not have a good relationship with the Lakers. No, no, they've they've all they've all blown it. Yeah, <laughs> all three of those guys. So I mean, I'm sad to see Julius Randle go. No, me too. I love Julius Randle's game, and I think he's going to fit in well with those guys. He's play, yeah, play a little bit of you know he could play the four with Ant Davis, and he can play with Miritic as a five for sure. It's going to be it. I mean, New Orleans is looking good. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, you know, unfortunately though, New Orleans is going to be right on the teeter totter of making the playoffs. I, I I know that they had such an amazing little run last year, but when I'm looking at the West, I kind of see them on the outside look, looking in. Yeah, they're looking more at like a seven eight spot maybe this year than if they're uh, lucky. I mean, I think if they make the playoffs, that's a success. Losing, you know, Boogie and Rondo and all these guys. Yeah, they had a great season, but I mean. We'll have to see. Drew, Drew's got to play really well. 
Yeah, he's he's gonna probably have to have a career year this year. They got some bad contracts too, though. I think Solomon Hill makes like twelve mil a year. Oi. You know, that's, that's bad. Like, that's another. That's those, bad. That's one of those Will Barton contracts. <laughs> All right, I mentioned his name a few seconds ago, um, but the person we all thought was a shoe in to come to the Lakers, Paul George resigns with Oklahoma City, yep. four years, hundred and thirty-seven million dollars. OKC picked up Nerlens. That was cool. Yeah, they picked up Nerlens for two years, three and a half. Resigned Jeremy Grant on one of those probably. Uh, uh, oh, Will no. Barton deals. They, they gave him money. Three years, twenty-seven mil. Oh, that's not too bad. Nah, people are not nine mil a year though. That I mean, that is that's like stretching it, but that's not that's not fifteen mil a year. You know what I mean? Fair. That's uh fair. That's not too bad. That's flirting with it though. Hey, when we were talking about the Sixers, did you see, you know um, really quick? Bellinelli played for the Sixers last year. Do you see where Bellinelli signed? Oh yeah, he went back to the Spurs. <laughs> it's pretty tight. I love it. I love it. That was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, hey, why not? Yeah, the Spurs are awesome. Yeah. Uh, the Thunder also re-signed Raymond Felton to a one-year vet there minimum. Hey, uh, Raymond Felton and Ty Lawson both got contracts in the NBA right now. This is very true. Ty Lawson's with D.C. and yeah. Raymond Felton with OKC. I love it. Yeah. Uh, OKC became the first team to have a $300 million payroll plus luxury tax in NBA history. Oklahoma City? Yes. They have the highest payroll. Of any team ever. Of any team ever in NBA history. So you're telling me this Thunder team is the most expensive basketball team ever? Yes. That is exactly what I'm telling oh, you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Um, Paul George is making the fourth most. He's fourth on the team in salary this year, and he's making $19.5 million. Yeah. Then Steven Adams is $22 mil. Carmelo twenty six mil and Russell twenty eight mil. And yeah. Andre Roberson's at nine million, um, and then everybody else is basically like nothing peanuts. Yeah. Oh my God, that's hilarious. And here, here's the thing with me and Paul George. When it was announced that he was staying, he became put on the same level of Laker fan hatred as Dwight Howard. Well, I mean, we don't know. We don't know what happened. It's a business, you know. We No. D- did you see any of the special he did with ESPN? No. Okay. I just saw that he was like he said that the Lakers had their chance and yeah. they blew it. Here no, they didn't he says they blew it by not trading for him. Yeah. Why would a team trade for you if you openly flirt with them for a year and a half saying I'm coming to you, I'm coming to you next summer, I'm coming to the, to the Lakers, I want to come home? My theory is is he, if he gave – and, like, what I'm most pissed at Paul George about is the fact that he didn't give the Lakers a meeting. Because my theory is if he gave Magic Johnson a face-to-face meeting, him sitting across a table from Magic Johnson, he would not be able to look Magic Johnson in the eye and tell him, no, yeah. I'm going to go back to OKC and play with Russ. Yeah. He doesn't owe anyone any, anything, though. You know? It's a cold business. It's he cr- just looks yeah. soft. Yeah, no, I mean, then you're, then you're happy you don't got him on your team. Exactly. So it works out. I guess. No, I mean, it's like I, I just never knew who was going to come to the Lakers. It was always a crapshoot. But to me, I, I guess we just saw it differently. Because 
I was always saying yeah. it's a shoe and that Paul was coming. Yeah, but he's not. He can't promise anything. You know what I mean? And if it doesn't work out, he's not gonna do it. But hey, we, now he's playing for the Thunder, so he's got he's got to get through the Lake Show. Now. He's playing for a team that has the highest payroll in NBA history, and they're probably going to be out in the first round again. Yeah, I mean, right now they don't. You know, their teams they're going to be they're going to be in the mix, but they're they're definitely a first round and out type of team in the West now. Because if they have to play, you know, if they have to play Houston or Golden State in the first round, they're not going to beat them. Not a chance. I don't think I think the Lakers would beat them in a seven game series. Possibly. We we have to see. They got another year together, you know, they're probably gonna be playing a lot better this year. We'll see. We'll see. All right. It's the moment everybody's been waiting for. We're gonna talk about the Lakers and what they've done this free agency. And it's it's here. I think we finally signed Andre Ingram, so we can, <laughs> we can put everything behind us, guys. We did it. We got the shooters we've been no, looking for. Nothing else we need to talk about. Andre Ingram on the books, 13000 this year. So w when we were talking last, there had been a report that came out that LeBron was going to make his decision before July 4th. Yep. It came, out, it. it came out at 5 p.m. July 1st. Yeah, he crushed it. I think – I think he did what he should have done. Yeah. No. If he, if he knew where he was going, just go. Yeah. Go. Everything's going to fall around him. Yeah. So he was – he aside from Paul George staying in OKC, LeBron was the first domino to fall. Yep. Yeah. No, he, he was definitely, like, the main one I think everybody was waiting for just to see if – was LA going to make some trades, you know. For sure. Was Kawhi going to go somewhere, you know, all these different people, but – he definitely started it all. Now everybody knows kind of what's going on. I think all the Eastern Conference teams are glad that they didn't blow their teams up because now everybody's got a shot to win it. Yeah. And so he signs a four-year, $153 million deal with the Lakers. Four years is great. I mean, my initial reaction to him signing that deal for four years, A, it's the longest deal he signed since the deal he signed in Miami. Yep. And he's going to retire a Laker. Uh, maybe. That him signing a four-year deal at this stage in his career is an indication to me that he will retire a Laker. Yeah, I mean he definitely could. His kids got his kids got four years left of high school, so we'll see. We'll yeah, see if that if he's still shooting for that. Yeah. So when it happened, uh, my initial I of course I mean NBA free we, agency we started. We didn't have to give up anything. No. But NBA free agency started at 9 o'clock Saturday night. I forego going out to the bars, turned on ESPN, and at 9 o'clock I was refreshing Twitter. Fast forward yeah. to s Sunday, doing the same thing. Just on Twitter all day looking yeah. at stuff. Yeah, no, there's there's been a lot of crazy moves. 5 o'clock, we get the Woj bomb. The Lakers. Well, not the Woj bomb, really. His his agency put it out, Clutch Sports, put out that press release. Yeah, I was in the I was in the Nike, I was in the Nike store. Oh. You happened. know how much Nike stock probably went up that second you were yeah. standing in there? I was in, I was in the Nike store when it happened. Everyone was just started freaking out. I bet. So, I basically as soon as I saw it, I tweeted, "Oh my god." And then 2 seconds later, I tweeted it actually happened. Just so funny how it's just come, you know, come around because 
for years and years, it was just the, the basketball world was split between LeBron and Kobe. Yeah. You know, you're either a Kobe guy or a LeBron guy forever. It's just so funny to see the two families kind of unite now. Oh, my God. The internet memes were hilarious. Oh, I yeah. saw Ninja Turtle and Power Rangers meeting up. Yeah, I saw the two Spider-Man one. I saw Crips and Bloods yeah, it's, together. Like, yeah, that it's, was... It's the ultimate It's the ultimate uh, marriage. Yeah. It happened. It's crazy. So, when I finally had some time to d- digest what... Uh, what had occurred and LeBron James had announced he was coming to the Los Angeles Lakers, my favorite team ever, all sports, whatever. And my history with LeBron and my fandom with Kobe and all of that. Uh, I want, I want to hear your feelings on what I had to say. So I tweeted out at five forty three uh, after I had some time to digest what had happened. My feelings on LeBron James are well-documented, and I stand by everything I've said in the past. As a lifelong Lakers fan, I'm ecstatic that they hit the peak of a valley they were in these past few years. I root for the name on the front of the jersey before the name on the back. Yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense. That's your your squad. You got the best player in the league came to here. You know, that doesn't happen every day. No. It's like when Shaq came. Oh, this is the biggest free agency signing the Lakers have had since Shaq. Yeah, for sure. It's, oh, it's probably the biggest one ever. It, it's just like, and I mean, we got to see what happens. But to have the biggest, you know, the Michael Jordan, the Kobe Bryant of the time come to the Lakers, that's yeah. crazy. Now, are you buying into all the stuff about, like, what it, what it would have to take for LeBron to become the greatest Laker of all time? And all of that, think, all of think, that stuff. I don't think he's got any shot at being the greatest Laker of all time. Okay, I'm glad we're in agreement on oh, that. Oh yeah, no, he doesn't have enough years left in him. Like he could win four straight in a row, and it wouldn't. I said he would have to win six championships in a Laker uniform to be the greatest Laker of all time. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, even that. It's just like it'd be weird because it's he's 15 years in already. Yeah. Um. All right. So obviously. The subsequent signing right after LeBron James was his agent, agency mate, uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, KCP, signed another one-year deal with the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, another thank I, you I, deal, I, I I'm I pretty sure. I would have passed on him, but that's all right. Well, I think it's another thank you deal to Maverick Carter and Rich Paul for, yeah. like, the past year. Uh, they gave him one year $12 million. Yeah, yep. And then uh, the biggest shocker, probably was well two of them both of them are pretty big shockers yeah but uh we're talking about born ready here Yeah, lance lance uh lance stevenson one year four and a half million dollars great pickup yeah lakers crushed it i mean they got the they they crushed the free agency they did the best hands down yeah i mean even outside of lebron getting all the veterans that they needed to go along around this young core they're ready to roll yeah and then javel mcgee one year 2.1 million dollars and then Basically, it was a trade almost, kind of similar to the Metal World Peace Trevor Ariza situation. Uh, Rajon Rondo, who was with the Pelicans last year, signs a one-year $9 million deal. Yeah, see, that one's just as weird. To see Rondo, the Celtic, play for the Lakers is so crazy. It makes no sense to me. It, it made no sense to me when it happened. Yeah, I mean, we don't we we let en- Tyler Enos go. You know, Chris yeah. is a two-way player, so... I think we just needed a backup point guard, and I think he can play a lot of minutes with Lonzo. 
Yeah. And, and we don't know when Lonzo's going to come back, so he's probably going to No, be I think there. he'll be ready. So, I, th- I think he'll be ready but opening night. Rondo's going to be able to play. You know, he's a high IQ guy. Oh, um, 100%. You know, in toughness, and I think that's what you need around LeBron. So. LeBron James said in a in a post-game press conference when he played the Boston Celtics in the playoffs years ago, yeah. Rondo was calling out the Cavs' plays, or the Heat's plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Rondo's a stud. Yeah. He's, he's a little fucker. He's the one that's <laughs> always getting into the team's huddles and all that kind of stuff. But he's going to – Lance and, and Rondo and McGee were all just great pickups. Yeah. I think really I, – I love the Lakers team. I just hope we don't touch it. Um, I agree. I, I, all I want us to do is pick up one more center. And then, you know, I'll be good. Or even like a power forward center, you know, someone that can is a post player. I mean, realistically, at this point, they have $5.6 million in cap space left. Yeah, that's a solid ba- – you know, They're going to – realistically, the best option right now is to re-sign Brooke Lopez. Yeah, I just don't know if he's going to do that. Exactly. That would be great, though. If he's willing to do that. That would be badass. If, if Brooke came was the center next year, that would be sick. I'd, I'd be down with that. Yeah, and – so is Kuzma going to start the four this year? Is that kind of like what they want to do? I think, I think it's going to have to be Braun. No. Because here, Lonzo, KCP, Brandon Ingram, LeBron, center. Yeah. See, God, I hate, I hate that. That's probably what they're going to do. But yeah, just because I don't want, I, I, I don't think KCP should be starting. You know what I mean? He started would, last year. Yeah, I would want to start Ingram. I would want to start Ingram, Kuzma, and Braun playing with a point guard in the center. So you think Brandon Ingram should move to the bench? No, I think KCP should move to the bench. Oh, so you want Lonzo, Ingram, Kuzma, Braun, center? Yeah. Yeah, I want those three forwards, you know, the Ingram, yeah. James, and Kuzma. I want them three playing with a point guard and a center. Okay. You know what I mean? I think that's well. Maybe Javale starts then. Yeah, that, I think Javale is the starter as of right now. I mean, I don't because see, I don't see what who I'm, else would start. What I'm him. really looking forward to is that pick and roll with Lonzo and Javale. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah, and I, that's why I hope we pick up one more because I think we need a, a one more post. Oh, we for sure need. But I mean, Mo Wagner, he's played pretty well in this in the, the couple games up in Sacramento so far. Now Wagner, Zubak. Um, the, both those guys are going to be serviceable, but I think we need one more guy that we can count on. And that's where we're going to spend that For $5 sure. million. I mean, For sure. We're going to get some value there. We might get a Greg Monroe, you know, so someone like eh, in that, that kind of caliber. I'd probably pass on Greg Monroe. Well, I mean, if, if you got no one else, I, I'll take a Greg Monroe over having to play Zubak and Wagner before they're ready. Yeah. Um, real quick, before we get more into the Lakers, I completely forgot that we didn't even go over what happened with the Golden State Warriors. Because it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It's so stupid. Like, whatever. So, Boogie, obviously. Boogie, ca- Boogie literally changes nothing. Because literally he's changed. out. Because he's out for so long, well, I think. Well, because they already had it. They already had, the, they already had the ring wrapped up in the bag. It's yeah. like they just added. They're just like, they basically said, all right, Boogie, you can have a ring. You know, <laughs> like, we, <laughs> there's nothing. He doesn't bring anything to the table that teams, like, aren't already afraid of. I will say, though, it was very interesting to hear that people were claiming that he didn't get a single offer from any other team and that he reached out to the Warriors and was like, hey, I'll come and take a mid-level exception, veteran minimum deal, whatever, to come play with you guys for a year, but then I'm hitting the free agency market again to try and get my max. 
it says a lot about Boogie for him to understand that, like, his Achilles, I think people are just well, trying to stay away from. It came out, it, it ended up being that New Orleans had offered him like a two year, $40 million deal before the injury happened or after the right after the injury happened new orleans yeah right after the injury happened they offered him two years 40 which is like a little less than the max uh, for what two years would have been yeah and then he said no he probably thinking him thinking he could still get a max and then him not get any offers and then it turned out that also the lakers were interested in giving him similar money to what the warriors were going to give him but then the Lakers thought better of it and were like, we don't like that he's going to be out for so long. We need him now yeah. type thing. Yeah. So I'm glad the Lakers chose not to go after him. And yeah, I, I think the Lakers have been perfect in the offseason. They just need to not – I do not want to trade for Lillard. I do not want to trade for Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. I don't want to, get, I don't want to give up Lonzo, Kuzma. or Lonzo. Neither do I. Kuzma or Ingram. Here's my thing. Here's my thing with those three now that Randall is gone. With those three, uh, I believe that after this year is when we can start talking about trading them. Let's see what they got this year. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's like, even then, it's just like, yeah. This is Alonzo's second season. You know, exactly. Kuzma's second season. Brandon's third season. They're still super young. When LeBron's contract is over, LeBron and Lonzo will both be 24. Or, uh, Brandon Ingram and Lonzo will both be 24 when LeBron's contract is over. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Like, there's no reason to give up on these kids yet. No, no. I don't think they're going to. I, I really I think, don't think I they think are someone either. Big time, like, someone big time could come you know, come play there, Jimmy Butler. No, I don't think Jimmy you know, Butler's coming. Not not Clay Thompson. I don't think Clay Thompson's going to leave. I think, I think the two most likely free agents to come next summer are Kawhi and Clay. Yeah, I just – why would Clay leave? Because Clay is the perfect player to play with LeBron James yeah, when it comes to shooting. He's the perfect player to play with Steph Curry, too. Well, yeah, but come home and play for the Lakers. Play for the team your dad played for that won two rings with. I, don't think, I think if they're winning championships, it's like, why the fuck would you leave? If he's got four rings in five years. It might not be his choice to not come back. The well, Warriors that, might that, not end up paying him. That's way more likely to me. That, exactly. That's way more likely than Clay walking away. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't... If Clay has the opportunity to walk away on his own terms, I don't think he would. Yeah. I think the Warriors are going to end up choosing someone over him. God, so stupid. <laughs> I mean, hey, if he comes to the Lakers, it works out. No, that'd be dope. I just don't think it's going to happen. So, also, um, to talk about more now of this year's squad. Yeah. Um, as, as more time has passed since free agency has opened, I've, I've, and I've really had some time to like look into all these signings. Uh, I really think like you've been saying this whole time, the Lakers have won the off season. They did. I mean, they got even LeBron. with, even with the boogie cousins going they got to the LeBron. Warriors. They got LeBron. So I think they won yeah, right out the gate. And then every single other play, you know, whether it's free agency, trades, um, drafting, they've just done well. Yeah, they're in the driver's seat. The Lakers have run this team extremely well the last three years, and that's why I don't want them to blow it up. Exactly. And what's also really interesting is with the $5.6 million that they still have, which I'm surprised 
I'm surprised they haven't done it yet, but I guess they're probably going to wait now till next year. But I'm surprised they haven't stretched Luol Deng, which could free up, make it to like $12 million worth of cap space for this offseason still. Yeah. But I think they're just going to wait till next year, yeah. maybe even try and trade him at the deadline this year. Yeah. Who knows? But Brian Windhorst and Ramona Shelburne came out with an article today, and it's really interesting to me, and it basically explains the subsequent signings uh, Magic and Rob surrounded LeBron with. Um, basically, the Lakers' plan uh, was to s- surround LeBron with more playmakers and defensive-minded players to take the load off of LeBron to the point where most of his offense is coming from cuts to the basket and in the post. Bingo. Now, get this. Winhorst and Ramona point out in the article that the Lakers played the third fastest pace in the league last year. And while the Cavs were the Cavs were nowhere near the top of the league in terms of pace last year, LeBron finished second in transition points behind Russell Westbrook. And he's never played for a top 10 pace team in, in his career. Yeah. And he's still lead, you know, top two in, in fast break points. Him and Russell Westbrook were the only two players to have 400 po- fast break points no, last it, season. And the thing, the thing with uh, LeBron is, like, he's not, he didn't go to a team that's going to be isolation, watch him play, or hyping and roll. The Lakers run the pace and space offense just like the Warriors. It's passing, it's cutting, it's more teamwork-based. It's not isolation ball like Houston and Cleveland was playing last year. Um, that's where I think the Lakers are, are going to be really good, and they surround him with a bunch of you know high IQ guys. And in the draft, they went after pure, purely shooting. So they got some shooters. Josh yeah. Hart's a good shooter. Kuzma's a good shooter. You know, Lonzo he, will improve, Lonzo, I believe. Lonzo and Josh and Brandon Ingram are going to improve. Um, so it's not like they don't have shooting, but their free agencies were just so clutch in the, the IQ factor and, you know, the intimidation factor, the defensive factor. Yeah. I mean, JaVale, like, JaVale McGee and Lance and Rondo in practice are going to be great. Well, yeah. Rondo, I can see Rondo being, like, a terrible practice player, too, but – they're going to bring an edge to the locker room. For sure. And, I mean, when LeBron was on the Cavs the second go-around, they tried to surround him with spot-up shooters that basically would sit out on the perimeter, wait for him to create something, and if he couldn't get a shot, pass it out to the open shooter. Yeah, there was no we, – we talked about all the time. There was no chemistry with that team. For sure. But with the Lakers adding players like Rondo and Lance Stevenson – added to a lineup that already has players like a 6'6 point guard in Lonzo Ball, a tall, lanky slasher almost with Brandon Ingram, Mm -hmm. and then a big guy who can play anywhere from the 2 to the 5 in in a small ball lineup in Kyle Kuzma. That means the Lakers are going to be able to match up well with any team. They're going to be able to switch whenever they want. And that's something that LeBron's Cavs could never do with a player like Kyle Korver out on the court. Yep. No, the most important thing is we just got to keep progressing our young guys. Those, those veterans are the right pickups. LeBron's going to make everything work. Yeah. He's going to make everybody's lives easier. Yeah, and I think that – their pa- This team is one of the best passing teams I've ever seen. I mean, LeBron and Rondo are two of the best passers ever. And then For with sure. The, with Alonzo Ball, it's just, you know – it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be the Lake Show again. Yeah, the, it's. I'm very excited to see what this team brings to the table. 
And what I'm most impressed with, I think, with LeBron is the fact that uh, the meeting that he had with Magic Johnson where, like, right at when free agency started that nobody knew about until after he signed and all of that, the thing that they talked about was this new style of play for LeBron and what Magic had, Magic and Rob had planned to surround him with is what I'm most impressed with with LeBron is his openness to changing yeah. the style of play that he's used no, to. It says a lot about LeBron just coming to the Lakers in general because it's obviously not a ring chase for this year. No, 100%. This is definitely a long play. This is a long play, and it's in it. You know, and I think it has a lot to do with basketball and location and all that kind of stuff. Oh, it has this this move is not solely basketball fueled. No, it's not not at all. Family oriented, you know, legacy oriented, hundred percent that kind of stuff. Outside of business, like out outside of basketball business oriented, all of that. So, I mean, I'm I'm very excited to see the Lakers this year I'm jacked for the Lakers they're gonna be great I think they're a top three team in the West they're another team that's just gonna be a solid a solid starting lineup but a solid back five they're they're not gonna have a huge drop off they have got a lot of talent coming off the bench now would you agree with me in the statement that I just said where that I believe they're a top three team in the West I don't know about that yet okay that seems pretty steep you're saying they're better than every team in the West outside of Golden (laughs) State and Houston yep that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, they. I mean, with LeBron, it absolutely could be true. You know, the the what Portland and New Orleans were a three four seed last year. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's they can beat those teams <laughs> for sure. Exactly yeah, my point. No, no, I mean you're not. That's not. I a, think they're better than a, Denver. I think a, they're better than Utah. They're better than Denver. See, Utah's a team where <clears throat> that's going to be a tough matchup for for the for the Lakers because they're everything the Lakers aren't. But, but vice versa. Yeah, exactly. It'd be a great. It'd be, that would be a great series. So, all right. So we. It's gonna t- be fun to see LeBron play some of these West teams in the playoffs. Dude, you, you know, so like he's always been playing the same bum ass. Here's teams. here's another thing that I'm gonna give LeBron credit for. Except Came to the West, he's accepting the challenge of coming to the West. Yeah, no, it's. I think I think I I'm giving him a lot of credit just because. Came, he's coming to Kobe it, Magic's team. He knows he's not like gonna be the greatest Laker ever. Yeah. It's just, um, it's just cool. I don't know. I'm happy. I'm excited to watch him play. He's in the West. Yeah. Can't take anything away from him. He wins the West, then it's like, fuck. <laughs> All hail the king, dude. If he, if he, if he went and did it this year, it'd be crazy. Have I, have I told you about uh, my bet with uh, my friend Nick Smith? Uh, he's, a, he's a Celtics fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and who would win a championship first? Yeah. How That bet's really – tight right now we're i literally i tweeted at him i was like hey we're boston. that much closer to finding out who's gonna win this bet boston could win one any day boston might be in the finals next year yeah no, i think they're the favorite for sure yeah I think they gotta be how about the lakers okay this was obviously before the demarcus cousin signings but how about the lakers going from a 35 win team to signing lebron james and then being considered by Vegas tied for the second favorite to win the NBA title. Yeah, that's what that's what happens when you bring the king along. High it, expectations. Yeah. Got to ball out. So, all right, some other so now that we've talked about all the signings and stuff, I want to talk about some rumors that are going around on some stuff that hasn't been really decided yet. But Devin Booker and the Suns are getting closer <clears throat> Uh, they're getting closer to a max extension 
agreement. Uh, this is interesting to me because he made it very clear that he was upset that his best friend Tyler Eulis had his rights renounced by the Suns. But, I mean, hey, Phoenix is going all in. It's a business. Yeah. It's a cold game. It's a cold world. No, they don't need him. I mean, it's like no. Tyler Eulis is a 5'9 point guard. You can get those anywhere. Yeah. You can go get Frank Nitty out of the Drew League. He'll do what, what Tyler hey, Eulis can do. Frank Nitty's my guy. <laughs> Frank Nitty is my guy. But, yeah, no, I mean, it, Devin Booker is a star. He's going to be a top 10 player in the NBA probably, you know, this year. Hey, that. You know, it, it, I mean, it's not, I don't think, that's nothing I'm like super, you know, behind, but I'm just saying that's the kind of potential he has. He could be a top 10 player. So, you got to max him out, but at the same time, you're not going to keep Tyler Eulis just to keep Devin Booker happy. Yeah. And the Suns are going to be fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, hey, the Pacific Division in the Western Conference is going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. The West in general is just stupid good. I feel bad for like Sacramento and shit like that that have to play these teams every every. Think about think about this. the The Pacific Division is the Warriors, the Lakers, the Suns, the Clippers, and the Kings. Yeah, Clippers, Clippers, Kings are probably going to be flirting with the worst team in the West. For sure. Yeah. For it's, sure. It's going to be. We'll, we'll be interesting to see where they, where they fall. But they got to play the. But Phoenix is not going to be up there either. No, but I mean these teams got to these teams got to play the Lakers and the Warriors four times a year. Yeah, I think they're going to be all three of those teams are going to be bottom five in the West probably. Yeah. Just because it has a lot to do with like you said the division. Yeah, it's just so top and heavy. Dal- and Dallas, I think is going to. I think Dallas is better than those three teams. Dallas is closer to the playoffs than those three teams, yeah, exactly. but I don't think Dallas is making the playoffs this year. Yeah, no, Dallas, New Orleans, Denver. I think all those guys are going to be on the outside looking in. I think Denver is going to make the playoffs this year. No, no, I'm not getting behind that team. <laughs> I didn't I didn't this last year. I'm not going to this year either. They don't got I think it. the Denver Nuggets are like your Minnesota Vikings. No, be, no, because the Vikings are one hit <laughs> wonder. I, I'm down with the Vikings. They're not that bad. I just didn't like – I hate it when there's a team that I dislike that's like plays better than I, you know, than I think yeah. they are. That just like bugs the shit out of me to be wrong about a team and then be better than I think they are. Yeah. But hey, I rode Denver all year, not making the playoffs, and they did not make the playoffs. So. You were 100 percent right about so that. Everyone can suck it when it comes to Denver. <laughs> all right, uh, another rumor going around is that Jimmy Butler is fed up with Carl Anthony Towns and the young players in Minnesota. He is most likely going to turn down that max extension offer that Minnesota put on the table, and apparently he wants to team up with Kyrie somewhere in the East. Yeah, I mean that that sounds nice. <laughs> God, if if Boston rolled out Kyrie, Jimmy Butler, and Gordon Hayward with Tatum, Stephen A. Smith thinks that Kyrie isn't going to re-sign with Boston, yeah. and that him and Jimmy Butler might go to the Knicks, go play for Fisdale. That could be dope. That would be dope. And Porzingis. Ooh. Yeah, that'd be sick. Uh, I, man, why would Kyrie leave though? I don't know. I think they got a shot at winning the championship, so that's going to change things for Kyrie. Yeah, it's like why the Knicks don't have any lure anymore. It's like there's nothing, there's nothing cool about going and playing for the Knicks anymore. They've the only sucked. thing cool is you get to play an MSG every night. They've sucked my whole life. I mean, like my <laughs> whole life, they've made the playoffs like five times. You know, yeah. In my, in my adult life, they've only made the playoffs once. I think. Yeah, and that was, I think, Melo's first or second year with them. Yeah, that's the Linsanity year. Or no, the year a- after. Or the year b- after. Before. Year, year before, year before. The year before the Linsanity year. It's like, oh, my God, the Knicks are terrible. 
they're terribly ran. It's just like they always just try to they always just try to buy teams. Yeah. I think they need to keep working through the draft like they have been. Who'd they draft this year? Uh Kevin Knox. Yeah, so uh, hopefully he works out. <laughs> I, I mean, well, he's, he's uh, Frank uh, Nitalina or whatever, yeah. he hasn't worked out. I'm not a big Frank fan, but he hasn't got a fair shot at it yet. He's, That's fair. The jury's still still out on him. He's extremely athletic. Yeah. All right, the next two rumors I want to talk about we've already kind of talked about because they do involve the Lakers. But uh, there's been a lot of speculation uh, over the past 24 hours. Why, why doesn't Kyrie and Jimmy go team up in Cleveland? Because <laughs> – Kyrie go back to Cleveland. That's what I'm saying. All those, all Kyrie, those, Jimmy Butler, and Kevin Love. Yeah, all those Cleveland players' contracts are going to expire after this year. Like, like J, Jr., Kyle Korver, Tristan, Tristan. Thompson. Oh, they're all done. They're all done after this year. Like they have them on the books for this year, but after that, they're all going to be done. Hey, that's not a bad idea. That could be funny. Kyrie goes back to Cleveland now that LeBron's gone. <laughs> He's like, oh, LeBron's gone. All right, cool. I'm going back. That'd be that'd be very interesting that'd to see how that plays out in the social media world. That's just the kind of stuff that pops into my head. No big deal. But uh, so there's been a lot of speculation that Damian Lillard could be on the move, and the Lakers have been mentioned as a potential destination. I've been saying that Portland needs to break up C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard, but like we said earlier, where the Lakers stand right now, I don't know how I feel about a trade for Lillard. I just don't like the timing. I don't want. I don't want Damian. I mean, Damian Lillard's an amazing player. First team, first team All NBA this yeah, year. Amazing player, top five point guard for sure. But I don't want him on the Lakers just because I don't want. I know that that means I have to give up Lonzo. That's or for Brandon sure what it means. Or both. And uh, yeah, I don't really want to do that. I want to roll with our guys. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. The, the Blazers are in a weird spot because they have pieces they can build around, but in the West, they're another team on the outside looking in now. I mean, I can't think of a more perfect comparison between teams in both conferences than the Wizards. Portland, Washington, and Toronto. Yeah. Well, except that Washington and Toronto are in the East. I'm saying the best comparison. Yeah, because they're ran by their two guards. Exactly. Yeah. But but Toronto has filled out the rest of their lineup, you know, with the Serge Ibaka and the Jonas. Yes. And and Washington D.C., you know, they had to go top, but they have now they have Dwight and they have Otto Porter, you know, and Marky Kelly Oubre. Yeah, Marky Morris and stuff. They filled out their lineup, whereas like this Portland roster is just like. Now that I think about it, Jeff Green's going to be a solid backup for like Kelly Oubre. And and. And Otto Porter. Yeah, and, and Otto Mark Porter. And Mark Morris. Yeah. You know what I mean? He could come in for – Kelly Oubre, I think, comes off the bench for them. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Kelly Otto U- Porter starts. Yeah, Kelly Oubre and Jeff Green, that's a, that's a nice bench a bench combination. Yeah. I think they still got old-ass Nene and old-ass Ty Lawson. <laughs> All right. The next one, obviously, Kawhi Leonard is still a member of the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, he might be for a while because what they're asking for in terms of a trade – especially with the Lakers, is absolutely ridiculous. Have you heard what they're asking? No. All right. So according to Larry Kuhn, who is a, he's an NBA salary cap expert, and he's very plugged into the NBA, um, the Spurs are asking for Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, two first-round picks, and two additional draft pick swaps. Yeah, that makes sense. Why, would, why wouldn't you? You know, you got to put the price high on this guy. This guy's a top – this guy's an MVP candidate. Yeah. I mean, people think he's going to be an MVP candidate. He's coming off an injury, so that's why I don't think they're going to get anything for him. I but mean, look at the trade deadline. He could be he could be there. 
I think he's going to get moved around August. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I, I think about think I about this. Moved soon. Think about this. I look I looked this up uh, before uh, while I was doing my notes. Kyrie Irving got traded from Cleveland to Boston on like August twenty fourth. Yeah, that, that was a wild one. That was a so. I mean, I think that the Lakers are just going to sit and be patient. Yeah, and wait for the Spurs asking price to go down. That makes sense. But I also think it's more of a possibility that they're so much more patient that they just wait till next summer. Yeah, I, that's I, my hope. Uh, yeah, and we said on a past episode, I said I think Kawhi's going to end up being somewhere weird, and I think yeah. because all these good teams that are you know aren't going to want to offer up everything for a guy like this, and there's going to be some team like I've said it thrown out a bunch of times like Charlotte. Or some weird team that's going to... Watch Phoenix try and make a play for him. Yeah, someone like that. Someone's going to offer... It's going to be one of these teams in the middle. They're going to try and, like... They're going to try and make a jump. You know, they want to take their team to the next level. Um, I mean, and I... If, and if quiet, you know, the Spurs... The Spurs are going to end up getting a lot for him. Like, it's, it's going to happen. I also I also think that Boston and Philly are very much still in play for Kawhi. The which one? Boston and Philly. Yeah, exactly. Because they have tons... They have a ton to offer. Boston has... A ton of trade picks. Although what I did not understand uh, in terms of Philly going after uh, Kawhi is that they said all three, Embiid, Simmons, and Fultz are off the table. I don't know how they think they could get a deal done with all three of those guys being off the table. They won't. Well, exactly. And I wish that's what L.A. would do. (laughs) I wish L.A. would just be like Kuzma, Ingram, and Lonzo are off the table. Yeah. I I think they are. No, it's it, yeah. It's, I don't think either, there's not a team out there that's gonna make the deal. That's gonna we're gonna feel like we have to do, make that move. Yeah. So, all right, it's time to get into the two minute drill. Yeah, let's do it. You want to go first? You got we, you got yeah, three yeah, questions. Yeah, I yeah. got three questions. Yep, yep. I, I'll uh, I'll start it out here. One sec. Let me get the timer ready. All right. All right. This is uh this is a um, pretty popular debate I think right now. It's a good one because. Uh, they've both been extremely successful so far. Uh, what rookie class do you think is going to end up being better? This class of 17 or the class of 18? You know, who who are the? What do you like define as being better? Like, what does that mean? More MVPs, more All Stars, or just like the number of good players from top to bottom? Yeah, I think I think I think like the a way like a yeah I think I think the way to determine if a draft class is better than another is just overall accolades like it's just an all-encompassing like, yeah look at the names like this guy went here this guy went here and draft. yeah it's just know? an all-encompassing like look at the body of work at what this draft class has done versus what this draft yeah. class has done yeah. so with that being said i think it's too early to tell because yeah well it's definitely i mean 18 hasn't even played yet exactly but it's going to be interesting i mean there's a ton of talent i think my gut right now I'd have to go with 17. See, and see, and I got to go with 18. I think 18's definitely got the jump on him. I think, although Donovan Mitchell, you know, Jason Tatum, Lonzo, those are those are great names. I think that 18 is a lot more top heavy than 17, and that's why I think 17 will have the advantage because there were so many later round, later yeah, draft Kuz, picks Kuz, that have uh, worked out better yeah. for teams that I think they're gonna have more overall success. So at the end of the day, you think you're going to look at the 17 class and be like, this was the better class. Yeah, because, I mean, look, you got 
You got Lonzo Ball. You got Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Kyle Kuzma, and, Dennis Smith Jr. And you haven't even named the first pick in the draft. Exactly. Which who knows what he can do? Exactly. You know, he, we he he the jury's is out on him. And he could be yeah, he could be a pleasant surprise. For sure, if if he starts making yeah. jump shots. Yeah. But Markel Fultz, I'm sick of seeing videos of him dunking in workouts. Yeah. Like I want to see some jump shots, dude. Yeah, it's funny, like, some of these stars right now that are struggling with the shot, you know, like like Giannis and Ben Simmons and and uh, Markel. It's like, dude, you got to shoot. That's a, that's a Yeah, thing. I don't want to see these videos of you guys dunking. Like, I need to see some jump shots. I need to see you hit five spots five in a row. Like, yep. come on, guys. All right, what do you got? All right. The combined salaries for the lengths of their contracts for Chris Paul, LeBron James, Paul George and Kevin Durant equals a total of $511.4 million. Yeah. The combined salaries. <laughs> Is this the NFL one? Yes. Yeah. The combined salaries for the lengths of their con uh, lengths of their contracts in terms of guaranteed money for Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, Alex Smith, Ben Roethlisberger, Russell Wils Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Case Keenum. Drew Brees, Carson Wentz, and Dak Prescott is $508.5 million. Yeah, these are like the highest paid football players in the game. Yes. Why haven't the players in the NFL and the NFLPA fought harder for guaranteed contracts in the NFL? The, the NFL is too big of a beast. It's too hard to beat. I think the, the NBA Players Association is definitely like the most – is the best. Like for the, sure. The NBA takes care of its players the best. It's the best it, league in sports. It's yeah, they ran they're they're running the show. It's it's they got the best league. Um and the NFL is just too uh kind of stuck in its ways, you know. It's it's ran by big business. You know, owners are saying, you know, there's more players. You know, so it's like yeah. these teams are bringing in the same amount of money. You know, like a pro football team and a pro basketball team could bring in the same amount of money, but a pro football team's got to pay out 54 guys right as opposed to 13 yeah so it's kind of like you know but but the issue is it's like so many players do such a bigger portion you know like quarterbacks for example for sure so i saw on bleacher report that uh tmz caught up with todd Gurley, and he was asked a question similar to this premise and the nfl's collective bargaining agreement is up in 2021 and he thinks players might try and drop, like push towards a lockout until they get guaranteed contracts. Yeah, I mean they should because the NFL doesn't have any product without without him. And the NFL players are getting screwed over by the NFL way more than any other league. You know, for just sure with the health stuff and the concussions and all that kind of stuff, and they're not taking care of them. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Yeah. So, all right, what you got next? All right, we had, we had, we had like 12 seconds left. Yeah. I'll move on. I'll round up. All right, um, who are you more excited to watch this year, the Eastern Conference or the Western Conference? The Western Conference. The, the Lakers are in the Western Conference. The Lakers are my favorite team. Okay, yeah, so what do you think of, you know, if you put, if you make them two different leagues, though, you know, like in the Eastern Conference, it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. Oh, for sure. It's, no. It's not top-heavy at all. There's going to be uh, – almost every team is going to be competitive. I'm very excited for the shock factor of the Eastern Conference. And what's going to be awesome is the stars in the East numbers are going to be insane because they're playing each other all the time. Dude. 
like Joel Embiid, Giannis, Kristaps, uh, Ben Simmons. All and Kristaps is only going to have half a season. Yeah, God, that sucks. He's still that far away from playing. He's not going to be ready till like February. Yeah, that's sad. But that's think about hard. think about this. I know, I know the 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 concept of the way the teams are made up now is different, but think about the pool of Eastern Conference players they're going to have for the All Star game. Yeah, it's going to be some funny names making it. Yeah. Or some really young guys. One of the two. I I definitely I definitely could see Jason Tatum as an All Star this year. Yep, and you could see like a Chris Middleton, you know, someone like, yeah, someone like that, you know, may have been a spot away. Uh, now they're going to have it, but Victor Oladipo is going to make an All Star yeah, team this year. Well, he made it last year. Well, it, that's yeah, my he's, point. He's for sure going to make it again this year. And I mean, plus you got Gordon Hayward and Kyrie coming back. Yeah, you got John Wall is going to be healthy the whole year. So, I mean, the still East, got DeRozan and Lowry. Still got DeRozan and Lowry. The East has got stars, so it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's just more spread out. Hopefully one of those guys is Trey Young. I hope he uh, – He looks awful in summer league so far. It was his first game. He had the jitters. That makes sense. He's 19. Okay. The guy can shoot a ball. That If he gets a couple air balls, that's jitters. That's not That's not like, oh, we're worried about Trey Young's shot all of a sudden. Okay. All right, what do you got? All right. So this this doesn't really need a timer. It's yeah. it's pretty straightforward of a question. All right. So yesterday was the Fourth of July. Happy Independence Day. Uh, on Twitter, Donovan Mitchell asked where the barbecue was at in uh, yeah. Salt Lake City, and that he might just show up. Yeah. So a little bit later, a tweet goes viral of Mitchell being true to his word in the pool shooting a basketball at a random person in Salt Lake City's barbecue. Yeah. Um. If you had your choice of three celebrities, athletes, rappers, whoever, whoever you want, who would you want to show up to your barbecue? Um, Snoop Dogg, for sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's, that's like I like the, it. I like it. Go. I mean, you know, like, because there's people that are, they're not necessarily like my favorite athletes would be the fun. It's like, I don't think Kobe Bryant would be that fun. You know what Oh, I mean? he's like, definitely coming to my barbecue. You know, but it's like, I don't think Kobe's turning it up or nothing. You know what I mean? Like Shaq. Okay. I'll take Shaq. Okay. He's fun sure. at a barbecue I'm, for I'm, sure. I'm trying to just think like, obviously I, there's one that I'm surprised you haven't said yet. Cause like, obviously like all rappers would be the f- most fun. Like, you know I know I mean? I'm, who I'm thinking of as a football player and I'm shocked you haven't said him yet. To, to the far- Gronk? No. Who? Beast Mode. Oh, Marshawn, that would be dope. Gronk, yeah. But no, Gronk would be on my list, too. Okay, so you got Snoop. Gronk, Gronk Snoop, and uh, God, who? I got to be. And Shaq. You said Shaq. I did say Shaq, but yeah, Gronk and Snoop are definitely two two. Okay. Hitters. Well, who you got? Game, Kobe. Uh, that's one and two, yeah. Dre? No. Pat McAfee. <laughs> Pat. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. It wouldn't be like my... It wouldn't be necessarily the, my favorite athletes. It'd be like Pat people McAfee. that I know would be hilarious. No, Pat McAfee is one of my favorite athletes because he is just a funny human being. Yeah, so Nate Diaz would be dope to pull up. Oh, that, <laughs> Stockton's finest, baby. That'd be, a, that'd be a sweet one to have come to the barbecue. But yeah, so my my list is Kobe, Game, and Pat McAfee. Yeah, that's a good list. Yeah. It'd be funny that those three showed up together. Well, hey. You never know. All right. So this last question, we talked about this last year, but basically what's what's the win mark that's a success for the Lakers or is there a win mark? That, well, you know, we're going to we're going to talk about this now. We'll probably talk about it again multiple more times. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to win at least 50 games this year. That's a lot. But OK, so 49 games is a. 
it depends on what where they st- sit in the standings because I mean honestly I think So it's not necessarily a win it's not necessarily a win total it's a no, playoff they got, position. No, they got to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, for sure. All right, so a uh, 7 seed. No, that's a failure. Okay, so there is a there is a so what? So like like I think home court they have to have home court. So if they get I a think 5 seed it's a disappointment. I would I, say 5 seed still a, a, I I think the Lakers and Warriors will meet in the Western Conference Finals this year. That'd be sick. Hopefully that happens. They definitely could with LeBron. I think the Lakers is championship but, but or bust. I mean, but, I mean, it's just like if they get the five seed, you're going to think that was a disappointment? It depends on how far they make it in the playoffs. Yeah. So it's, I'm, it not basing, I'm not basing their success off of what they do in the regular season unless they don't make the playoffs. So because if they, they lose, don't make the playoffs, it's a failure. If they lose in the second round of the playoffs? Failure. That's a, all right. The Lakers is championship or bust. Yeah. And I'm being generous by giving them the Western Conference Finals this year because the we live in a time of so the Warriors. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So you think they need to get to the Western Conference Finals for it to be a success? Yes. Yeah. They can lose the Western Conference Finals and it not necessarily be a failure. It not necessarily be a failure because, because they have a four-year contract with Braun. Exactly. They're building towards something. Yeah. And I also think if they make it to the Western Conference Finals. Because I think you got to take it year by year, too. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Listen, let's not for, let's not forget LeBron's thirty three, going to be thirty four. Yeah, but he's still in his prime. He played better last year than he has ever. I, uh, it's so funny to me that, like, the argument between LeBron and Tom Brady is very similar. With like everybody thinks they can go like five more years. I legitimately think LeBron has two more years of prime. best best like player in the world type basketball. Yeah, that's legit. That's good. That's a good window of prime. That's about yeah. a twelve year prime window. Yeah. All right. Be, is that you done? Oh yeah. no. I got yeah, I got one more. more. Alright, let's do it. All right. Clippers super fan, Clipper Daryl, yep. tweeted out yesterday that when the king calls and says it's time for a change, basically with a Photoshop picture of himself in a purple and gold suit that looks identical to his n- normal red and blue Clippers suit. Yeah. And for those of you, for those of you guys that don't know who Clipper Daryl is, he's a uh, staple in Los Angeles as the number one Clipper fan in the he's world. Like Billy, him and Billy Crystal are like the, the the OGs. Yeah. So he's got like a purple or not a purple, a red and blue suit that he wears. His car is red and blue. His house is red and blue. Everything. He's the biggest Clippers fan in the world. Now he's saying he's switching sides because LeBron is on the Lakers and he is going to root for the Lakers now. Should Lakers Nation accept Clipper Daryl as a fan? Yeah, because they gotta feel no. They gotta feel bad. No, they gotta feel no. bad for him. It's like fuck it. No, that's just another one they have over the Clippers. They took the Clippers' biggest fan ever. No, fuck and Clipper Daryl. Turned him into a Lakers fan. No, fuck Clipper Daryl. <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying they they got another they got another fan. That's what they're that's what they're. No, he can stay with the Clippers. Like you got to be ride or die for your team. Well, no, I, I mean, stuck with the Lakers during this five year stretch of them. Being I understand shit. Clipper Dale, Clipper Daryl. I I left the Mariners years ago. No, that is completely different. I wasn't the biggest Mariners fan in the world, but hey, you know when when you when you've been defeated so many times, it would be hard to be a Clippers fan. Well, I don't know. I just, I don't think the Lakers should be accepting any bandwagon fans. 
If you weren't with us when we had, they are gonna they are gonna run off of bandwagon fans. No. The rest of the world likes the Lakers. That's no. how it goes. If you weren't with us, when the Lakers are good, people are gonna like them. It's very unfortunate that that's the case. Because for us true fans, that's, that what, that's what big markets are all about, though. That's why the Knicks are still the Knicks suck ass for the last twenty years. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like people are still like, oh, the New York. You know what I mean? The Knicks thought the Knicks fans thought they had a chance at LeBron this summer. Yeah, they're crazy. I mean, for for Laker fans that rooted for a starting lineup of Jordan Clarkson, Wayne Ellington, Ryan Kelly, Tarek Black, and Robert Sacre, we deserve to have this moment. <laughs> Yeah, but but I think taking on bandwagon fans is only a win for the for the original fans, because you were there before them and you they turned sides. They they switched to you. I guess. Hey. I don't know. You gotta take the wins where you can get them. Oh, I'm taking as many wins as I can. Trust me. The Lakers are always good, so you know it's not a big it's not a big uh, it's not a big risk there. Yeah. All right, you got any shout-outs before we get out of here? Yeah, I'm going to shout-out little Z-Wade, little D-Wade's uh, oh, son. Uh, killing hit, it. Hitting the game winner over Tim Hardaway Jr. Oh, in a yeah. Miami Pro-Am game. High school kid. Came off a of pick-and-roll with Hassan Whiteside. Uh, yeah. And the other team had Drummond, I think. That's pretty tight. And so it was like Drummond and Tim uh, Hardaway. Tim Hardaway were, uh, and then it was – so those four guys are in the pick-and-roll scenario, and he comes off the pick-and-roll. He's a lefty, pulls up, hits the lefty, jumps yeah. 18 foot. Yeah, right in Tim Hardaway's face. That's pretty dope. Where's D-Wade going to sign? Miami. You think he's going to come back to Miami? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all but right. Just because, I, you know, I just think that's D-Wade. Okay. Fair enough. All right. My shout-out this week is to Giannis Antetokounmpo, a.k.a. the Greek Freak, for being announced as the cover athlete for NBA 2K19. He's the first international player to ever get the cover at 2K. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty cool. cool. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So that's my shout-out this week. All right. Don't forget, you can find us at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK show in the search bar. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us as well. We are also now on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash TSK show or download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. That's it for this episode of the TSK show. We appreciate you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another great episode for you guys. Peace. Later.